0: Welcome to the I Might Be Wrong Podcast with Travis Seppola, where we discuss faith, dogmatics, science, math, physics, art, and share conversations with all humans. Well, mostly only the interesting ones. Join me in welcoming and encouraging Travis on this journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Travis Seppla, and I am your host. This is episode three, and thank you so much for joining, and I will just get started once again. So recently, I was part of a conversation, and in the conversation, I had somebody say that they felt like the best type of leaders were people who were reluctant leaders, and, and so this developed into a really interesting um, topic because I disagree. Now, at the same time, I, I want to kind of state for the record, when they were saying reluctant leaders, they weren't just talking about the people who were unwilling to lead. They were saying people who were reluctant in the sense that they weren't going towards leadership as though they were craving it with an opportunity to have it. Um, but rather they were people who just, because of their skill set, ended up put, being put into leadership positions. And as a result, they became leaders and and, um, and through really no desire, just simply because of the different abilities they have, all of a sudden they were in these leadership positions, even though they hadn't aimed for that. And And really the point they were making is that People like that, well, they end up becoming, you know, the best, the greatest of leaders. And I was saying, you know, I can agree with that to a certain extent, so long as they embrace it. As long as they embrace the fact that they've been put into a a leadership role. Because reluctant leaders, in the sense that these are people who weren't craving power, yeah, that's a great, wonderful thing. But if you go into it passively, where all of a sudden now you've been put into this role, where you're in charge of a group of people at work, you're in charge of a family unit, you're in charge of, of, a, of an entire business, or, you know, people are coming to you looking for advice. If you've gone into it reluctantly, in the sense that I don't really want to do this. And now I'm here, and I still don't want to do this. But I mean, here I am in the position, so I may as well do it. Well, what you end up becoming is you, you end up becoming a very passive leader, rather than say, okay, this is the situation that I, I'm in. And you know this is my lot in life and i want to be good at it i want to be the greatest i possibly can be at it and so let's learn what it means to be a leader let me try my best to communicate with people and learn this position um to do it passively is to is to take really the road of of an old testament guy that people know quite well and that that's the old testament hero of moses moses who is placed into a situation that he really didn't ask for, in that once he goes into exile in the book of Exodus from from Egypt, all of a sudden he finds himself confronted with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and he's given this commandment that, I want you to go back into Egypt, which um, was one of the most powerful civilizations of that day, and I want you to go there and I want you to set my people free which means you're going to have to confront the royal family. You're going to have to confront all of these people that you've left. You're going to have to con- confront your own exile. You're going to have to do something that's really difficult. And then somehow you're going to actually have to get these people out of here. And, and God is essentially telling Moses, I choose you. You're the, pos- you're the person that I want to fill this position. And immediately Moses reluctantly says, no, no. He doesn't say yes, he just simply says he doesn't want to do it. And the reason he doesn't want to do it is because he's convinced that he's not the right person for the job, that there's somebody better for it. He's looking at his own abilities and and he's convinced of the fact that there's no way he's going to be able to do this. I'm sure he's probably also very aware... Of just the immense nature of the task that lies before him, and and so yeah, there's there's got to be something along those lines that are motivating him. But it's really interesting because the answer that's been that's given to him is really that if I'm calling you to this task, then you're more than capable of doing whatever it is that you need to do, and and God is essentially also saying, and where you don't have the ability, uh, uh, you know, I can fill in the gaps. Um, and once again, Moses is adamant that I'm not the right person for the job. I don't have the ability to do this. And so what you see is you see this reluctance to do this. So in other words, that can be a good thing because this means, okay, this is somebody who's has no interest in, in, in controlling or, or, or creating a war. He doesn't want to be the person who's in control or in power over all of all of um, Israel should they succeed in this daunting task, and so that's a good thing. He's not going to be a power-hungry despot as he moves on in his life. Um, the problem is, is he never embraces actively the idea of leadership. He never once trusts in the fact that, well, I have certain gifts, abilities that have been given to me that are going to make me unique in leadership these abilities that have been given to me and placed in me by the God, by God himself. And I can trust in these things, that if I'm in this position, it's not an accident. And I can simply, you know, move and, and actively, you know, go forward trusting in the Lord. Um, instead, you know, what we see is where we, we find him saying, you know, I, I absolutely don't want to do this because I see all of my inability so I'm really not the right person for the job. Now, what's interesting is the effect that has on him throughout the rest of his life, because this passivity turns into passive-aggressive behavior. And and we see this um, very clearly in the fact that there's always this unwillingness to be the person that the people are looking to for help and so then when he finally does do what it is that they're asking for it's almost in the sense of fine you want this i'm going to give it to you and and so he does he does these things in a very hard-handed sort of way and and this is the reason why he doesn't enter into the into the the promised land in the end because of this very behavior right here and all of it starts from this idea of passivity and this is something that i see i've seen it in my own life and i see it play out with so many different people in leadership and that is if we if we take a very passive approach to it in the sense that i really don't want to do this and i'm waiting to find somebody else who is going to replace me or i don't even like the fact that i have all of these different people who are coming to me for advice what ends up happening is you go from this place of passivity to a place of, of resentfulness, where all of a sudden you resent the people that are coming to you, and they're looking for help, or they're looking for advice, or they're looking for an answer, and you resent the very fact that you're in leadership because nobody else is really showing up to fill that position. And so, when you finally do the things that that position requires, in many cases, you know, if this is the is it, if this is the framework that we adopt. What you end up finding is you find very passive aggressive behavior yourself. You know, I see this with, you know, for instance, husbands and 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 fathers, because really the husband and the father, you know, the model is is that they're supposed to be the leaders of the home. They're supposed to be the one that's in charge of making sure that that place is taken care of. They're supposed to be the one that's in charge of the spiritual welfare of the home. They're supposed to be doing all of these different things. And in some cases, they went into it thinking, "Well, I'm supposed to be the head of the household, and that means like my way or the highway, and I get to control people and hold them under my thumb." And, and you know, those people are terrible. Don't get me wrong. That's the idea of a very that's like that is the idea of a controlling dictator slash despot who just wants to to hold people under their thumb, abuse them whenever they feel like doing it. You know, and 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 that's a terrible way to go about your life. But just as terrible is to go into it with this understanding that, well, I didn't really, I don't really want to do this anyways. I don't want to be the one that's, that's responsible for all of these different things, you know? And, and so as a result, you know, instead of, you know, embracing that role, when you finally do things, whether it's taking care of something, maybe that, that your wife was asking you to do, or, or taking care of a problem that maybe, you know, your child has rather than do it with, a, with joy in your heart and, and bringing that to the table. It's, it's with this very hard-handed sort of, fine, here, you want me to do it, I'll do it. Okay, there. Are you happy now? Well, of course they're not happy now because there was nothing kind about that. And you can just see the resentment and feel the resentfulness behind that kind of behavior. And, and it's interesting because, you know, that kind of behavior can creep into every facet of our life if we allow it to. And that's really important to kind of identify because maybe that's where you're at. Maybe you're in a, maybe you're in a role where you have different people who are looking to you for advice or you have different people who you actually are in charge of. And, and the problem, one of the biggest problems you might have is that, you know, you didn't ask for this. You didn't ask for this, and so I didn't ask for this, so why is it that they're coming to me? And the reality is, is that, you know, who cares if you didn't ask for it? The better question is, is, is there some advice? Is there a way that I can act and, and move? And especially as a Christian. the one thing I always say is like, well, you know, why I would always ask as a pastor is, does the Bible actually have something to say about this? And it's really interesting. It does. It does. And, and, and it's actually in the words of Jesus Christ himself, you know, he addresses leadership. He addresses it in a very interesting sort of way, though. He doesn't say like, oh, it's a bad thing to be a leader or anything like that. It's more the sense of, hey, I mean, if you want to be a leader within the kingdom of God, you need to understand that those roles, they exist, but they don't exist like the way you see them playing out in the world around you. In other words, you see the different princes and rulers of this world, and you see the different people that are put into places of authority. And what they do with that authority is they wield that authority over people and they enjoy it. They use it to control people. They use it just to absolutely do whatever it is that they want to do with people. And as a result, you know, they crave that opportunity. Um, and really, that's not leadership. Now, nowhere does it, does Jesus say, so don't be leaders. He simply defines it in a different way. He says that if you want to be a leader within the kingdom, and if you want to do it the way that I'm teaching you to do it, then that means you're going to become a servant to everybody. Your life is going to be lived taking care of the people around you and making sure that their needs are met. And... And really, this is such an interesting thing to me, because um, I've gone through business school um, and studied economics, studied finance. And and one of the things that you do when you're going through schools is you see all of these different ways, business models that can be set up. And so you have the idea of like these different management pods, you have the idea of like a hierarchy. Um, There's ideas of like really loose structure. Um, And And it's only been more recently that people have begun to understand the importance of actually just having good relationships with people. And yet at the same time that there actually has to be leadership there and there has to be um, the greatest of leaders are actually the people that have the ability to have relationships with everybody around them, to know what's going on in their life and to take care of of those people. And that's so counterintuitive but i want to encourage <clears throat> any one of you that if you really want to have you know see that you know see see what this does then then try it out you know and 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 it's not that difficult honestly it just means that okay you have people that are underneath you there you have people who that who you're in charge of okay well get to know them what are their needs what are the different areas of their life where they need help? Where, where is it that they're struggling? Because your job is to serve them. It's to take care of them. Um, and I know, I mean, it sounds so counterintuitive because like, why would I do something like that? Well, I just want to share a story with you, um, for anybody who's listening. And it has to do with a really good friend of mine, very successful businessman. Um, and he started doing this probably about five years ago. Um, it's 2020 right now. So yeah, about, but yeah, right around five years ago. And this was coming out of the recession. He was really, all of a sudden, his business was taking back off again. He he really felt really good about where he was at, um, but he wanted to have a different relationship um, with his employees. And what he really wanted to do was he wanted to take some of the people that were working with him because he was growing quite quickly and he wanted to put them into more management roles rather than look for outside hires. And so he was wondering, how can I do that? And he looked to the message that was in the Bible and it's just a really simple thing where it basically says, if you're going to be a leader within my kingdom and he just assumed, okay, I'm a Christian, I'm going to just assume that it's not just strictly applying to church. It's not just strictly applying to my family. This applies to anything that I do with, as a Christian. And so if I have people who are looking to me for help and I've been put in this place where, where there are actually people who are looking up to me, then God's put me in a place of leadership. And all he really says is you're going to minister and, and take care of people. So I'm going to do that. That's where I'm going to start. And, and it was really simple things, like all of a sudden he, he sat down with his employees and, and in one case he, he would just meet with them. Um, and it wasn't like he was doing these big prayer meetings or Bible studies or whatever else. He did something that was actually far more interesting, I think, and that was he got to know them and what was going on in their lives, um, how how their marriage was and how, how their relationship was, was with their kids and how's everything going on at home. And he found out that a lot of his workers had, you know, a lot of really difficult things that they were going through. One of them had um, some medical bills that, that were unpaid. Um, another one had, um, you know, him and his wife were down to one vehicle and they were trying to kind of figure that out. One of them, one of them was dealing with some, some, pro- some child care problems, trying to find a babysitter. And so he just decided, you know what, I'm going to start here. I'm going to take care of this stuff. And so it was, I'm going to pay, pay my workers' medical bills off for him. Um, and I'm going to make sure, I'm going to go out, and he found another car um, for, for this other worker. And, and then he found, knew of a couple of people that um, were, were looking for babysitter work, interestingly enough. And, and so he met the needs of those workers. And what he found out is, almost instantaneously, like their performance on the job changed dramatically. And initially, he thought that the reason it had changed on the job dramatically is because, well, I took care of them. And so now they're just trying to repay me. But when he actually sat down and he talked to them, he found out actually this had absolutely nothing to do with that. It had to do with the fact that for the first time in a long time, they were coming to work and they weren't worried about this big problem that was weighing over their head. And so they could actually focus in on their jobs. And and it, and in focusing in at their jobs, they became even better at their jobs. And and actually, the, the you know the I'm not going to go too deeply into the story, but <clears throat> the end of the story is like two of the people ended up being in management management roles, and, and his company grew and he thrived as a result of it, just by taking care of the people that were underneath him making sure that he was growing them as individuals. And, and, and so, you know, just teaching them anything that he knew. And actually understanding that, um, that if you're going to be a successful leader, you actually have to have enough courage to teach the people underneath you everything that they could possibly need to know to replace you. Or even if they wanted to go start their own business, they could compete with you. Actually, this is what it looks like. And, and he has some of the most loyal employees that I could ever imagine. Um, and, and really, like, that's the moral like, I take out of it is you know, great leaders, they don't manage people. Great leaders don't just take care of people. Great leaders actually teach and create leadership underneath them. And, and they build that. And, and they do that simply by serving other people. But there's no way you can ever do that if you don't embrace it. If you don't embrace the situation that you're in right now and understand that you are more than equipped to handle what it is that you're going through right now, and if you don't think you're equipped, then look to the person who's placed you there, because God's placed you in the role that you're in right now. And he's pretty simple in, in terms of what He says, the most important thing you can do right now is build relationships and take care of people. Trusting that the Lord has more than equipped you for anything that you have to deal with on in, within that role. And that doesn't mean if it's, that doesn't matter. I mean, whether it's it's managing your children, whether it's managing different people at work, whether it's just a group of people that are looking up to you, maybe it is something like running a Bible study or, or, or some type of a support group. You know, if, if the Lord has placed you in a situation where people are coming to you and looking for your guidance and your help, then whether you realize it or not, he's also equipped you for that because he doesn't take us to a place in our life and, and simply say, well, I got you this far. Now you take care of the rest. So embrace leadership, seriously embrace it. Not in the sense where, hey, I want this position and I love the idea of controlling and manipulating and being in charge and calling all the shots, but embrace leadership. And whether you like it or not, and I don't care really who you are, there is some form of leadership that you're engaged in every single day of your life. There are people who are looking up to you. There are people who are coming to you for advice. There are people who may work for you. There may be um, a spouse or children that you're in charge of. you might you might actually be in a management position at home. You might be somebody who's leading a, a men's or women's group. You might be somebody who's leading you know AA meetings or or you know a number of different things like that. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're in those situations because you're, you know a wonderful, intelligent, smart person. But maybe you're just in those situations because God chose you to do this. And if he's chosen you to do this, then embrace the fact that you're not an accident. And you don't have to go into this passively saying, Well, I don't want to do this, and so therefore I'm not going to even try to do this. In fact, I'm going to do as little as I possibly can and hope that somebody else picks up the slack. Rather, actively embrace every situation that you have in your life and embrace it in such a way that you would understand that if the Lord's brought me to this place in my life, he is not a God who abandons us in, in the most difficult of times. And he also tells us that he's constantly preparing us for works that are sitting out in front of us. And so, you know, you're not an accident. So embrace those roles that have been placed in your life. Trusting that you are equipped to handle them. And where you're not equipped, he can take care of the rest, okay? Trust me, Moses wasn't equipped. You know, that's one thing I love about that whole story. He wasn't a mistake, but he wasn't equipped, okay? But when he wasn't equipped, you know, he had the ability to just lean on God. And and all of a sudden, here you have the Red Sea parting, Or man is falling down from heaven or plagues are hitting Egypt and all of this kind of stuff. It's not like God, you know, implanted this special talent that gave Moses the ability to go to waters and just make them part, even though that would have been a cool parlor trick to have back in the day. You know, that had nothing to do with Moses. That's God basically saying, I'll take care of the rest. In the meantime, you focus in on embracing this. So... And, and doing it in such a way that you would actually show love and kindness to the people around you. And I promise you, to be passive in leadership turns us into passive-aggressive people who resent the fact that we've been placed into leadership. And eventually that will make you someone who resents the people that are looking to you for help. You may find you resent your husband, your wife. You may find that you resent your own children simply because you've never truly embraced it. Whereas if you actively, actively embrace it and and press into that role, what you'll find is that even the most daunting and challenging of situations can be situations that are met with joy. So thanks for tuning in. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe and share it with as many people as possible. Love you all. Bye.